small village in the United Kingdom, which from a distance seems peaceful and inviting, the kind of place you might like to live in. But take a closer look, and you will find this is a village in crisis. Hello and welcome to this week's bonus episode of A Village in Crisis. Uh, we're back on track after last week's hiatus and looking at what shit is going down where you live. It's bonus episode time. Um, first of all, Lee, is there any shit going down where you live? No shit's going down at all. No? Well, not in the village, community, podcast worthiness, no. It's your daughter's 18th birthday today. Anything that's exciting correct. happening around that? Yes, that's correct. I now have a 18-year-old, have an adult daughter. That's how young I was when I first had her. Because as you can see, I don't look 43 years old. No. No, you certainly don't. I look 53 years old. <laughs> Uh, Lee, yeah. listeners, Lee's going for like a, a stand-up um, approach to this week's this week's podcast, so you'll probably pick up a bit more energy from him. I think he's buzzing about it. He's had a day at work, and he said to me, Neil, let's record. I'm standing up. I'm buzzing. I want to do this. And I think I think that's coming through. He's rocking back and forwards at the moment. Yeah, it's the last time I stood up to record, I, I, I was in absolute agony because of some, uh, what's the word? muscle spasm or trapped nerve or something but this time i just feel like doing it because the energy that may come through me yeah standing up well did that um back spasm thing just solve itself last time then or did you have to do anything i uh i massaged myself until i'd left an absolute <laughs> horrendous bruise on the inside of my groin <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> take your mind off it i suppose yeah no, I, 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 it, all jokes aside, I, I found the sort of, because you know that I'm a qualified massage, massage therapist. Oh, no, you're not. I am. Oh, yeah. No, I, seriously, I am. Self-certified? No, I did a course here in Stockholm. Did you? Yeah, nine months. <laughs> I know you're laughing, swear to God. Well, what, when and why? I was maybe about 12, 13 years ago. Right. And uh, I was working in a restaurant and mm. I was just a waiter. And I, I saw no no, no uh, glimmer of hope in my future. I was just yeah. waitering tables. And I thought, do you know what? I can't carry on doing this. I need a change. So I said to Sarah, pick something. Pick a course for me to do that I can do on the weekends. Yeah. And I'll speak to my boss and I'll make sure that I'm not working on those days. And um, I spoke to my boss and I thought, I'll always pick something and I'll never do anything with it. Maybe if I let my wife pick something, it might lead to something. Yeah. So she found me a. Um, how would, what's the translation? Uh, it's no, I'm not a, a fully qualified masseuse. OK, I was in the story but, already. But as part of the course as a massage occupational therapist so you've done part of the course as a massage occupational therapist 
No, I've done the whole course. As a massage occupational therapist? Yeah. Could you open a practice and not be sued? Absolutely. Oh. Why did, why did you ever get around to it? I have a certificate for level one massage therapy. Wow. Yeah. And what happened? Yeah, I'm good at it. I'm good at it. What happened then? Well, I just didn't feel like it was really something I wanted to pursue. Yeah. There are other elements to the course as well, as such as like um, coaching. Right. Like professionals, as in sitting down and, and speaking to people in a sort of therapist kind of way. Right. But that I'm, I'm not going to claim to be any kind of therapist, but coaching. It was basically just asking questions and listening. Um, only I don't find listening the easiest thing to do. Hey. Eh? What? Well, <laughs> um, <laughs> well, that's interesting. See, yeah, the listeners are learning something about you. I'm learning something about you as well. Yeah, I know you didn't believe me. I could tell that you just thought it was absolute bullshit, but it's true. And back to the original point, I knew exactly what was trapped and where, and yeah. I knew how to get at it. And sometimes I can say to my wife, like, could you just like put your elbow in this point? A bit yeah. there. But then she'll just get bored after like 15 seconds. Right. So it, I'll needs... Have to do it. it needs a good it needs a good while longer. But yeah, so I basically manipulated the trapped the muscle that was spasming into not spasming. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, and I fixed myself. Good. Good. And I was playing, I had Coldplay going on as well. The whole time. <laughs> I was going to say Coldplay would be proud. <laughs> um, I've been going back to my marketing efforts this week, Lee, uh, which is basically following people on social media and hoping that they follow us back and listen to the pod. So if that's worked, then welcome to the podcast, new listeners. I'm Neil. This is Lee. Um, Hello. We, we talk about stuff that's going on in this village and other villages, and we come up with a solution to the problems, or more likely, we just take the piss out of the people that have posted the comments. Um, talking of listeners, you know that we always ask or, or beg people to get in touch with news from their local Facebook pages, but they've let us down this week, Lee. Um, That's a shock. Yeah. So I've had to be proactive. I'm mortified. Yeah. And what I've done, you know, I'm a fan of the stats and I can see like when I go on the the host, we're hosted by Acast. And when I go on that website, one of the things I can see is the location of our listeners. Mm. Um, And there's been a few listeners who have been with us since day one. One of them lives in a place called Burgess Hill. So I've joined a couple of groups around there. And um, I've just done a bit of Burgess Hill snooping. Um, oh, so I've got, you. yeah, a couple of uh, short threads for you. That The first first one starts with Belinda Burgess, I've called her. All right. And it's uh, just, a, just a one-liner. I love Burgess Hill. Only been here 20 years. <laughs> okay. Um, so Maybe she's, Burgess Hill is a place that, do you know of Burgess Hill? Maybe it's a place that... It's a bit like these old fucking hick towns in Yorkshire where unless you're like three generations, yeah, then they, they won't accept you. Yeah, you're still classed as the new 
the newcomer. Which I find, frankly, outrageous when I hear people talk like that. Yeah. Oh, well, for you. Fuck off. Uh, Belinda has, uh, she's missed the capital H off Hill, um, and she's spelt here H-R-E-R. That just boils Um, your piss, doesn't it? Well, I mean, in total, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight words in the in her post she spelt two of them wrong that's a 25 percent miss rate yeah but anyway the gist of it is i love burgess hill only been here 20 years debbie disbelief comes in is someone paying you to say this <laughs> I, I wouldn't know why they would be no Olive Olden Days comes in. I was born in Burgess Hill and now it's a ghost town. Wish it was wish it was like it was before the pre-1970. The town was thriving then. And Ian 80s comes in and says, 80s, best time ever. So we're, I think we're building up a picture here, aren't we, of Burgess Hill? Where is it? Uh, hmm. East Sussex, maybe? I don't know. Shall I look it up? I thought you might have had that information to hand early doors, but isn't it places like Ramsgate, aren't they like uh, what Burgess Hill was just being described as? What, seen better days? Well, just, you know, the people have moved away and it's just empty streets and... It's in West Sussex, um, but it's close to the border of East Sussex. It's on the edge of the South Downs National Park. 39 miles south of London, 10 miles north of Brighton and Hove. All right. You'd think only being 10 miles north of Brighton, you'd have, you'd probably be quite affluent. You know, lots of people can't afford to live in Brighton because it's expensive, but they want to live down that part of the world. And also, I'd say, I may even go as far as saying that if it's how far from London? 30? 39 miles. Is that commuting distance is that a bit too far yeah well cambridge cambridge is about 50 miles and people commute from cambridge to london do they have good rail service from uh burgess Burgess hill Hill, that's something else to look into steve sarcastic comes in you can edit your post by clicking on the three dots top right so um (laughs) he he's on board with me um Barry Brightside. I've lived here for over eight years now, seeing the decline of the town centre or, well, retail all over the country. But overall, it's a great place. So many great places to walk, kind people everywhere, loving the market stalls, very fortunate to have places like the Triangle, the Orion Cinema and a high end restaurant like Yaprak. That's Y-A-P-R-A-K. Um. And it's on the main line, so pretty quick to get to Brighton, Gatwick or London by train when needed. Wow. Does sound promising. It does sound promising. Sounds like the sort of place that you would buy in in the hope that... I mean, when when I lived in um, London, which was, what, 25 years ago now, we lived in Edmonton Mm. or around that Ponders End, North London area. Stoke Newington was an absolute shithole. Yeah. A dangerous shithole. 
Yeah, we used and to I go would... drinking there, didn't we? Because there was a pub that had a, Nor- um, had yeah, a dodgy a satellite. Sat. Yeah. yeah, well, it had the Sat uh, Norwegian satellite. Yeah. So you could watch the games live on Saturday. We, we went to that pub and they had uh, they bricked up the windows. <laughs> <laughs> and they and there were people sitting in there eating KFCs and McDonald's in a pub. Yeah, well, I, I always McDonald's. used to get myself a Twister meal when I went there. <laughs> it was that kind of rough. Now, there's none of that. Stone Newington is affluent. Yeah, really posh. Really proper posh. I was shocked the last time I walked through Stone Newington because I was like, this is not how I remember. No. When, when we went there. When I was taking a kick in. You, yeah, you weren't over-exaggerating. When we used to go there to watch football in that pub, you were you had one eye over your shoulder all the time to make sure you weren't going to get jumped. Yeah. Yeah. So Burgess Hill, and we're not suggesting that it's it's rough in that respect, just that it's fallen on hard times. Well, Barry Brightside seems quite positive about it, apart from the decline of the town centre. Most places have a town centre that's in decline, though, don't they? Yeah. Well, Nelly Negative responds, the place is dead. Yes, we have one good. (laughs) Yes, we have one good place to eat. But we don't have any good shops. All the good ones are gone or going. The whole team, the whole town needs to have a good revamp. So many new houses going up soon. We won't even have our nice fields to walk around. It's shameful. It is shameful. I agree. I uh, I wonder. I mean, I wonder though if you take into consider because I grew up in a small town outside of Oxford in mm-hmm. Oxfordshire, in the Chilterns called Wallingford, a very historic town. It was actually the, the uh, country's uh, ca- uh, capital for one day. Was it? Yeah, back in like the 11th century or some shit. How did they um, end up losing that? I don't know. Wallingford's in the doomsday. If you read Ken Follett, Wallingford's mentioned in it all the time. Really? You know Ken Follett books? Yeah, I'm aware that he's an author who um, writes books. Yeah, he's a he's an epic history novelist, I would describe him as. Okay. Anyway, I digress. But I mean you get like a Waitrose or a Tesco's taking over the or an Asda or whatever taking over the local town, don't you? And then yeah. they expand and then they push everybody else out. See so it's more like news agents can't sell newspapers anymore because everybody goes to the, you know, big supermarket to buy them your bits yeah. and bobs everybody's is a dying yeah there used to be a butchers there used to be a greengrocers there used to be a fishmongers and i wonder if you know what these small towns and villages need is for a revolution from the people there to say you know what we're not going to pay these over you know these expensive prices at supermarkets or even we will pay a little bit more. That's what needs to happen. See, the, the problem That'd is all these shot. people, yeah, the people that complain about the death of the high street, they're also the people getting their shopping delivered from Tesco for convenience. Yeah, exactly. Do you know what I was thinking about doing in the shop here, right? I was thinking about buying this, like the pasta we sell. We yeah. sell it in, say, like half kilo bags, mm. uh, you know, standard size. I was thinking about buying like maybe a big 10 kilo pack yeah and selling for a one-time only gig uh, a container 
Yeah. And a refill. And then you basically come in with your container, you get a refill, but you don't have to pay. I'll pass on the, the cost, uh, the saving, sorry. Yeah. From me buying in bulk, so you're not paying for packaging. Yeah. Everyone's a winner, baby. Yeah, there, there's someone in that comes around the village and refills shampoos and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, I did. Was then there was an ex-professional Premier League footballer who did the same. Really? What we passed through shampoo? No, no. With um, he set up a a shop where you do. They they had it all on the go. Coffee. Yeah. Uh, I think it was even like milk in big vats and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's um, quite common. Yeah, it's not common over here to to that degree, but that's you know the people have to take the power back. Yeah. If you're not happy about what your community looks like, then you have to do something about it. Well, Rita Rank comes in. What's the use of building more houses as we will not have the shops to cope with more people? Like Tesco's is out of the main town and elderly and disabled people who cannot travel out there are stuck with fuck all. This town council are bloody useless. They only think of themselves and sit on their backsides and do fuck all. They are all mouth and no action. Uh, maybe, maybe very hard. <laughs> well, can I just say, if our listener from Burgess Hill works for the town council, can I just say that is Rita Rant's uh, opinion and not ours? Yeah, I um, I don't know why these people who who rant like that, especially at the council, don't just do something about it and and run for council themselves. Yeah, exactly. Because I, I genuinely genuinely believe that if you feel that strongly and you're probably in the majority right yeah effect change disappointed with how things are being run why don't you go in and effect change yeah you probably got absolutely fuck all else to do you know why i know that because you're on facebook yeah ranting she's mm. put all mouth and no action in capitals as well Lucy, like I, it comes the thing is, I don't understand it because I would probably absolutely rally behind somebody like that. I mean, the current uh, political climate in Britain at the moment, mm. with David Cameron coming back, is yeah, Lord, that's Lord absolutely fucking horrendous. I hate that man so much. I hate him so, so, so much. But yet we feel some form of comfort in the fact that Sir David Cameron's coming back as a lord. Lord, lord, he's he's, he's been made Isn't the lord. Is he united now? as well though? I don't or was know. Was it that other wanker? I don't Dave know. Blair, he fucking knighted. Awful, awful. Lucy no. Lifer comes in. I was born here in 1949. Loved it till now. Ghost town. It's a shame it's got to this. I think it sounds lovely. Lovely, quiet town. <laughs> Stuart Summary comes in. Born and bred, 65 years. Now a shithole. I'm just saying it as it is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So far, I've got, there's there's nothing going on. It's quiet. Uh, it's 10 miles from Brighton and 40 yeah. from London. I'm interested. <laughs> Yeah, and it's got a really nice restaurant. I will be looking. I will be, yeah, (laughs) I will be looking online to see what properties cost when when we're done here. So that that's just giving you a a quick idea of Burgess Hill. I wanted to set the scene, and then I've got another thread for you. 
Mm. Um, and we'll cut this short because I know you've got stuff to do, birthday stuff to do and prepping for work tomorrow. So if we need to cut it short, we'll cut it short. But mm. here's a post, a recent post from this Burgess Hill group. It's from Ronnie Religion. Hi, guys. I hope you're enjoying autumn. You may have seen me before on the street with my friend. Um, we get out and about often. The reason we do is because we have a message of peace and goodwill, one that inspires hope and joy in a challenging world. Although we can't control the actions of others, we can find personal peace through turning to God, Jesus Christ. I know God and Jesus Christ and their gospel bring peace, joy and rest in our struggles. Do we need these things? Message me if you'd like to learn how you can have them. God bless you. <laughs> I can't wait. I hope somebody's tearing this fucker apart. Go. An atheist. Stop putting your rubbish on here. We are not interested. Please don't push religion on people. Admin. Can you put a stop to this, please? Amen to that. Yeah. See, see what I did there? Yeah. Clever. Yeah. Clive Calm Down comes in. Anne, it's called using their right to freedom of speech, something this country is proud of. The same rights that give you the right to be able to scroll past. You're more than welcome to come back with an alternative viewpoint, but why should they be stopped because you say so? There may be others who enjoy reading their posts. Stop inflicting your views on the rest of us. Mm. And what are you thinking now? Do you I'm feel thinking... a bit silly about getting straight on with Anne with the amen right has Clive put you in your place no No, he hasn't Neil Clive someone called Clive isn't putting me in my place he's not called Clive I know he's not called Clive Uh, I don't like organized religion I don't believe in God I don't believe in Jesus Christ I I think it's silliness, it's nonsense, and it's the it's the root cause of most problems. That's all mm. I've got to say about that. And I don't I'm, think that no, I don't think that they should be uh, going on Facebook groups just putting it out there. Why not? Well, okay, so my freedom of speech allows me to go out there and push Nazism, does it? No, because that's not how freedom of speech works. No. Also, no. I'm not allowed to speak freely. By the way, I'm just saying I'm not Nazi. <laughs> <Just wanted laughs> okay, good. Can we just clarify <laughs> that? Yeah. But we're saying that uh, you can say one thing, but you can't say the other as long as a certain amount of people agree with you. But is it is it wrong to promote a faith? Uh, right, so I don't know if this podcast is the right place for me and you to discuss this, but okay. are you telling me that Christianity is a good faith? Uh, I think Christian values are good. Yeah, the cherry-picked ones, yeah, absolutely. Anyway, an atheist, an hmm. atheist responds to Clive Calm Down. I got you there, didn't I, yeah. Good. She says, wow, obviously been hooked by them. Good luck when they want your money. <laughs> See, she knows exactly what's going on. I'm with her all the way on this. Tony Tolerance comes in. Anne, you're obviously not interested, but perhaps others are. 
you must show a little tolerance. If, if you are still confused, maybe have a word with your priest. Um, and she's responded to that with seriously and then nine laughing emojis. I don't think she's laughing, though. I think she's raging. Yeah. yeah. Paula Puzzled has come in. Anne, why do you find this so offensive? Why can't you just scroll on by? You can't speak for an entire group of people. Maybe some will see this and be interested. Just scroll along and crack on with your day. It's really that easy. OK. An atheist. It's called freedom of speech and I have a right to comment. Yes, yes, she does. Ah, now, if you're if you're going down the freedom of speech angle, though, but she has a right to comment. As they have a right to post their thing and there was nothing in their thing particularly. No, but their post is quite hateful. Yeah. Right. But yeah, the church is is riddled with pedophiles and buggerers. <laughs> I knew I knew when I picked this thread that I could just kind of wind you up and, and watch you go. Yeah. But I, I don't know where to, to stop you. What about... They don't have to stop me. The, the, no. What, what good is the church? Well, they're non-believers in science for a start. Uh, not necessarily. Oh, so how do, how do you... Okay, if we take like one of the basic principles of Christianity, which is that God created the earth. Yeah. yeah. We know that's not true. So straight away that everything that they believe in is based on just nonsense. No, because I think they can always bring it back to everything being God's will, can't they? So what you're, you're agreeing with me that it is just nonsense. Well, like I said, I'm not a religious person. I, I used to work with I used to work with a Jehovah's Witness yeah. um, and he was a really nice lad, like absolutely sound lad. In fact, I think he got a bit screwed over. I'll give you a quick history of what happened with him. I think his mum was a Jehovah's Witness and then she got together like before he was born, obviously got together with his dad. He became a Jehovah's Witness. This lad was brought up then, you know, born as a Jehovah's Witness and um, indoctrinated is that a fair, <laughs> fair thing to say um, yeah. and then when I knew him when I was working with him he was having a bit of a crisis I think of you know do I am I really down with all this mm. you know and and you know and then decided actually he got together with a girl from the church and decided he was going all in and needed <laughs> to take some time needed to take some time off work so that he could do more of the door knocking and standing outside stations trying to get people on board anyway then it turned out his mum had been having an affair for fucking years she left the dad and uh, quit the church <laughs> <laughs> as a yeah i mean everything's thrown into chaos at that point isn't it yeah which three religions would you get rid of if you could click your fingers right now like that ah, one two three get rid of them which three? Oh. No, I have no idea. Come on. I'll start with mine. Christianity's going. Gone. Right. Not, not interested. Keep Christmas, though. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. Tina Tangent. Because there, there's a, another subject for you that I, I think you're going to like. Oh, Tina no, Tangent. Oh. What a weird world we live in. Accepting all the crap that's thrown at us by the media. Eating fake food. Being robbed and scammed by our government. 
accepting men are men are women and women are men. And along comes a harmless message of peace and love and out come the claws of hatred and scorn. <laughs> Cold call out. Oh, Cold call out responds. Um, Tina, you're hardly showing peace and love with your random unrelated attack on trans people. <laughs> I love, I love, that's the thing, right? I love that people get so bent out of shape with, um, um, actually, just to keep it basic, women wanting to be yeah. men and men want to be women. And then you get people like Piers Morgan going, I, I identify as a, a black letterbox. Yeah. Just stop being a dick, mate. Let people yeah. just do what they want. Yeah. Unless it's, it's religious stuff. Yeah. Can I, can I, uh, I've, I've done a bit of research on this because you're right, people get massively eggy about um, trans rights and stuff like this. And people, oh, they're a biological this or a biological that. Really, who gives a fuck? Like, there's a culture war being started to divide people, and it's a nice one for the government to, a bit of a distraction aid from everything going tits up. And uh, that's yeah. the, uh, that's that's the gist of it. Yeah. Do you know, what do you think? There was a census in 2021. Yep. What percentage of the population felt that their gender identity was different from the sex they were registered at birth? <laughs> uh, much less than 1%, yep. like 0.002. Well, it was 0.5%. Oh, they've just um, rounded that up, mate. Well, I've got the breakdown for you. Right. So 0.1 thought they were a trans man 0.1 thought they were a trans woman mm-hmm. 0.06 thought they were non-binary yeah 0.04 wrote other so i presume that's people saying i'm a cat or yeah you know sweating about and then of that 0.5 percent 0.24 didn't specify what they felt they were but they felt they weren't what they were yeah so that's 0.5 percent of the population why who gives a fuck (laughs) no nobody cares and basically i i i think that what this is is down to people unsure about them uh, themselves within their own bodies obviously but also there's a sexual orientation to this that people still aren't comfortable with uh, expressing so they attach themselves to certain group types because there's a there's a real sort of moral vehicle pushing it forward if you understand what I'm saying mm-hmm. perhaps Bird to well, the flock together. Feel, yeah and I'm not I'll tell you what was funny though right actually now we're talking about it what is funny yeah. not what was funny was Friday night, we went out, me and my wife, with another couple, and yeah. we went to a bar to have a drink. And me and my friend, Cribber, we went outside to have a cigarette. So I do, I dabble in a bit of party smoking, right? Mm. Now I've moved on to party vapes. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, anyway, so I'm out there. I finished my watermelon sugar bubblegum flavoured vape. I'm going indoors. <laughs> yeah. And there's this couple in front of me, but it's, the couple is two women. And... Well, basically, it's a man, it's a woman, 
Yeah. Who's middle-aged, 54-ish, whatever. And then there's a man. And the man is wearing like a a sort of long flowery dress, very sort of old-fashioned, but with a low-cut top, uh, low-cut middle part at the front. Like a V. Long brown hair, big hands, and it's a bloke, right? Right. He's got silicone tits. Okay. And the nipples are pointing out through the, the dress. And I'm nudging my mate Cribber like a yeah. proper geezer, going, Boy, look at that. Look at those. You would if you could, wouldn't you? Right. Basically, what's happened here is this guy, he's he's obviously considered himself that to be a woman. Yeah. Right. He isn't the person, he isn't the sex he was born as. That's fine. I think what's happened here is he as soon as he was started on his hormone treat replacement treatment, yeah. yeah, he's not gone the full because he looked still like a bloke, but with like proper silicone tits. He couldn't wait to get that bit done. Right, okay. You, you <laughs> think that's been the thing? That's been the thing they've wanted to get done. Yeah, I do. <laughs> Honestly, I do. And it sounds like on... you were you wanted to commend them on it. Yeah, another incident with a transgender person was when I worked at uh, one of these restaurants. I came back after a time away and they said, have you met Stella? And I know who's Stella. And they said, well, Stella used to be called Yuan. I was like, huh? Yeah, you worked with Yuan. And I was like, did I? Yeah, he used to be like a a runner, like take food out. So I was like, okay. Yeah. And then basically Yuan had uh, done the same thing and and decided he was going to change into a woman right, right full prop to him but i saw i was there for when stella was flat chested like a boy to when she went and got the her boobs done mm. and we had a staff meeting once and she was late and she it was the summer and she came in in like you could hear her coming in her in her high heels clip clopping away she came in a short little macro mini dress yeah what I would only describe as the most, the most perfect pair of silicone tits you've ever seen, mate. <laughs> I think the listeners are getting a really good feel for who Lee is here. He's like Homer Simpson like, drooling over a beer. <laughs> no, I'm just telling you that this, there's, there is nothing wrong with it, appreciating it. If you just appreciate, if you were just going to say, right, Take the head away. Take the the the, the, the from the uh, belly button down, and you went right. Let's have these all lined up. You'd point it and you go that one there. Right, money well spent. That one there, money well spent. Nipples were sticking out the works. <laughs> Seen a tangent. Attack. I respect men and women who want to live as the opposite sex and transition and transition through surgery, etc. But a biological man is still a man and a woman is still a woman. I respect choices people make, but I don't have to agree with them. And I don't think that people should be vilified if they don't want to say or think exactly what trans people want them to. That's just my humble opinion. I hope I'm allowed to have one. And Carl called out says, just why mention it? had absolutely nothing to do with the topic being discussed and there's clearly nothing humble about your opinions. If there was, you wouldn't be quite so keen to share them inappropriately. Yeah, she's got a real... Uh... She's just looking for a vehicle to um, grind an axe. Yeah. 
but we'll move on because this is taking longer than um we thought but there, there's there's a good bit of info here that i think you like these guys in the opening post this is from norman new info these guys in the opening post are members of the church of the latter-day saints in other words they are mormons these guys are shipped over from the usa to recruit people to their church every new recruit will be expected to pay 10 percent of their income to that church I have no idea whether the guy's salaries are linked to the successful sign-ups, but whichever way you look at it, they are professional recruiters. <laughs> now you're um, feeling vilified, aren't you? Yes. Not vilified. Very much vindicated. Vilified? Vindicated, vindicated, that's the word. Yeah, vilified. I felt vilified, now I feel you felt, vindicated. Yeah. Um, Reggie, Re Reggie I, Research. No, I hadn't even got onto the monet monetization of the, the church and religion and the the fact that the whole thing's just a massive fucking scam. There, said it. You're bringing people in and getting 10% of their salary. That's a business. <laughs> it's a pyramid scheme. Yeah, of course it is. Plus, do you remember that? Um, what what was what's the name of the show where, uh, what's his name? Flowers from... Uh, uh, the Killers was on there and that scientist. Oh, yeah, name? Brandon Flowers, yeah. And Brandon Richard Flowers, Dawkins. Dawkins, and he buried him. If Viewers, if you're listening to this you haven't seen it, Google it, get on YouTube and watch Richard Dawkins taking apart Brandon Flowers. He's a Mormon. You've never, ever seen a person more angry, but without knowing how to respond. He did have an angry look on his face, didn't he? He looked like he was going to blow his top, mate. <laughs> Ronnie Talking Religion <laughs> Ronnie Religion We are here to invite others to come unto Jesus We aren't paid at all We are volunteers It isn't a profession but a ministry We willingly give up two years of our life So others can feel the joy we do All members of this church are expected to do that Yes Norman's not having this no. um, He says So who exactly pays for your flights between the USA and the UK and your accommodation costs and your health care and your food? Good question, eh? Oh, well, if they were proper religious people, they wouldn't be allowed to lie. Ronnie Religion. Two ways. Before we leave on a mission, we save up money to pay for our weekly expenses, such as groceries. That comes from us. Rent, flights, etc. are paid for by the church. So Norman says, thanks for the simple and honest answer. It must be difficult to save enough money to feed yourself for a whole two years, especially since you're very young and therefore have had a very short employment history. However, if your church is paying for everything else during your two year stay here in England, then in essence, you are being paid to be here. You're working for your church. Your mission is to recruit people to your church. If you were taxpayers in the UK, then your rent-free accommodation would be considered as benefits in kind and therefore taxable as an income. So I personally consider you to be a paid recruiter. <laughs> Any answer? Please say there's an answer. Fred finishes there. Oh, that's a shame. You'd do well to pull one of those uh, Mormon lads into an argument, though, because they ain't got nothing... They're all standing on shaky ground. It's a house of cards. Yeah, well, I think these guys that... See, I've got a problem with this kind of recruitment. See, religion as a whole, and like I say, it's the extremities of it. But this kind of recruitment, I think, 
they're trying to it's vulnerable people people that are perhaps a bit down on their luck or you know are just a bit vulnerable in general before you know it you're hooked in you're paying 10 percent of your salary and that's what pay, that's what's paying for these recruiters to fly around the world recruiting people business class no doubt yeah and the money well, no not these plebs they're not they're not getting business class it's only at the top mm. yeah by the house of david what do you think about scientology uh, I don't know anything about it other than uh, Tom Cruise is all up in it shit, mm. loves it, and a few other Hollywood nutters are all about it, but they're all mental, aren't they? Yeah. Well, I don't know. Give me the give me the breakdown. I'll give you my opinion. I don't know enough about it. Well, wasn't it started by Hubbard, who is the uh, sci-fi writer? Yeah, I mean, what's the what's the basis premise? What's the basic premise of it? Uh, I don't really know. If I if I guess, I'll be guessing wrong. Like it would sound like an educated guess, but then our listeners could pick us up. Well, there's some homework for the listeners. No, Go away no, and look up a bit now. of Scientology. Now I want to know. Scientology. I think it's some kind of um, it's kind of alien. I'm sure there's an alien element to it. Uh, it says there that it's a set of beliefs and practices invented by the American author Hubbard. Yeah. Uh, it is basically defined as a cult or a business and a, mm. or a new religious movement. Um, um, oh, basically, it is uh, this Hubbard character went bankrupt and then he recategorized his ideas as Scientology in religion form so he could get away without paying tax. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that seems legit then, doesn't it? <laughs> but that's the thing. I think um, if you look it up, that you only need a certain amount of people to sign up for religion yeah. to become official. And therefore, you can uh, have the tax benefits that come with it. Yeah. And in a place like America, of course, you know, they're going to be loving that. So I don't know. I think, again, it's like you, like you uh, alluded to, it, it, it's all um, it's all basic, you know, preying on people's vulnerability and their insecurities or their, their general down on your luckism. Yeah, um, I think that's the case for all religion. Well, amen to that. Amen. Do you reckon then <laughs> that this has been another highly educational podcast for our listeners? <laughs> I think they've. Um, I think they've been given information that they may not have uh, garnered for themselves. They may have not asked themselves. Hopefully, there are people listening that are going to come away from this and go, yeah, maybe I maybe I blindly believed in Jesus Christ just because I like getting presents once a year. Right. And you can still do all that. Just do like me. You can still celebrate Christmas. Yeah. And Easter. And Easter. But, you know, if you if we were because we just we've just cherry picked the best bits of of what we like doing. It's got nothing yeah. to do with the actual 
religion of Christianity anymore. Is it? Nobody well, said prayer not, around Not for you table. and I. Ah, I mean, not for you and I, not for thousands, hundreds of thousands of people. Millions. Millions, yeah, absolute millions. Absolute millions. Yeah. Well, we'll be back in the actual village in crisis in the next episode because this is a bonus episode. So we got about, I hope um, the listener from Burgess Hill has been enlightened about what's going on in their neighbourhood. Yeah. Uh, but um, listeners, don't make me go looking again. I, you know, get in, get in touch. Drop us an email at villageincrisis at gmail.com. You can contact us on Threads, X, or Instagram. We want to know what's going on where you live. Try and yes, make it do. not too contentious, so Lee doesn't keep shooting himself in the foot. Uh, just say what comes into my mind at the time. All right. Yeah. <laughs> it served you well, hasn't it? Yeah, no, uh, look at me now. Stood in an empty <laughs> shop. <laughs> right, <laughs> listeners, until next time, um, stay safe and we'll see you soon. Yeah, yes, we will. Take care. Enjoy life. 48 days till Christmas. Celebrate <laughs> yet. Bye. Bye. And that's the end of another encounter with the villagers. Hope your week isn't as stressful as theirs. And tune in next week for more Village in Crisis. <laughs>